0: Hello, and welcome to the Arkansas Center for Health Improvement's podcast, Wonks at Work. I'm Craig Wilson, your host, a self-declared wonk, dad of two boys, native Arkansan, and I've been the health policy director at the Arkansas Center for Health Improvement for more than a decade. On this show, we aim to demystify, boil down, and unwonk, if you will, complex topics so that you can understand how the healthcare system is working or not working for you. On our seventh episode, we're going to discuss the impact of COVID-19 on the state's only academic health center and learn how it has managed patient care and student education during the pandemic. With that, I'm going to skip over the typically long intro and just get right to it. So as our guest today, we have Dr. Cam Patterson, who's a cardiologist and the chancellor of the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences, or UAMS. I won't cover all of his lengthy bio, but he got his bachelor's degree in psychology from Vanderbilt University in Nashville, and then went on to medical school and residency at Emory University in Atlanta. It's clear that he planned his education and training carefully so that he could spend lengthy periods of time in two of the best cities for live music. I did the same thing. It's good to see you, Dr. Patterson, and welcome to the show. It's great to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Great. So before we get to the more serious stuff which we're going to get to what keeps you busy when you're not at work
1: well i've got three kids so going home and taking care of family i i love to cook uh i love the outdoors and you'll find me on the little red river fly oh, fishing yeah. uh beautiful area pretty often and I, I think everybody knows that i'm obsessed with music <laughs> i've got you know many thousands of uh Pieces of vinyl and CDs, and we've got a band here in, in Little Rock yeah. uh, called Fox Green.
0: Great, yeah, and I just listened to some of that a little bit. What'd so you I think? A, I think it's great. It's a nice Americana sound, the yeah. steel guitar, and a little bit of a country twang in the in the singer's voice. So, uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's
1: it's it's uh, you know it's a great diversion. Yeah, um, absolutely, uh, everyone involved is uh, in education in one way or the other. Uh and um we record at uh Jason Weinheimer's studio, a couple of blocks from my office, and our c d has been well received and If anybody wants to get a copy, go to bandcamp and search for Fox Green.
0: There you go, get that plug in I did <laughs> all right so uh so which is your favorite tune to play with the band?
1: Oh um, you know there's so many that are great yeah. uh uh way Durden, uh who's our singer, wrote a song called West someday, uh-huh and um lisa walker from a band called wussy in cincinnati sings background vocals Uh on it and um it's just beautiful lyrics
0: and uh you know a great hook it's great to keep both sides of your brain going i know the feeling yeah (laughs) so i asked this of all of our wonky guests and now you're well into music so Mm -hmm. i know you got a good one what would you say is your theme song
1: Oh, you know, there are a lot of songs that mean a lot to me and and to my wife uh, um, in in a lot of different ways. I guess, you know, our personal theme song for our relationship is You're My Favorite Waste of Time by Marshall Crenshaw. And I guess my my theme song for living is uh, Can't Hardly Wait by The Replacements. You know, it's a song about working and thinking about going home and sleeping in your own bed. And, um, you know, I think it signifies what's important in life.
0: Have you ever seen them in concert?
1: Uh, Only a dozen
0: times. (laughs) I've gotten it once. (laughs) Once. Uh, All right. Great. So your title is chancellor. A lot of people don't know what that what that means. So tell us what that means and how does it differ from a president and CEO role, if at all? And then what do you enjoy about your role as as chancellor? Well, you know, I I think
1: the the chancellor's job and what I enjoy the most about it are really the same thing. You know, I think the chancellor is the one person who works for all 10,500 employees Mm -hmm. at at UAMS. Um, We have uh, a number of schools at UAMS, the College of Medicine, the College of Nursing, uh, the College of Pharmacy, College of Health Professions, College of Public Health, the Graduate School, so the, the people who um, are the deans of those colleges report up to, to me, uh, also responsible for all the health care that we deliver right. at our hospital here in Little Rock and our eight, soon to be nine regional campuses across the state. Uh, you know, what I enjoy the most about this is um, you, you mentioned at the top of the show, we're the only academic medical center in the state. Uh, and this is a real chance to have an impact on healthcare for three million Arkansans. Right. And, and that's what turns me on.
0: Yeah. So a um, little bit more serious stuff. <laughs> We're almost a year into the pandemic in Arkansas. And in your view, where has the state's approach excelled? And I think in some respects it has. And it also has um, had many challenges. So what do you think are, are those areas?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I, 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 the challenges are, are pretty obvious. Um, you know, we, we uh, not just the state of Arkansas, but the, the U.S. was not as well prepared for a pandemic sure. of this scope and nature as we would have wanted to be. Um, uh, you know, I would say the the federal plan for dealing with COVID-19 has been poor at best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's affected all the states, um, but we've done some things really well. Uh, you know, I think we've shown that we can be resilient. Uh, we've shown at UAMS and, and, and health centers across the state that we can adapt uh, and respond and change rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that you know the state, with the leadership of Governor Hutchinson, has done some things very well. For example, uh, to my knowledge, we're the only state that purchased protective equipment Mm. collectively uh, at a time when uh, there were severe shortages of PPE. And that allowed us to, um, you know, to punch above our weight uh, in terms of competing in the marketplace. And that prevented uh, hospitals within the state from competing with each other for protective equipment. Um, You know, I think that the rollout of the vaccine uh, has uh, gone well so far from the statewide perspective uh you know our challenge there is, has really nothing to do with what's going on within the state It's getting enough vaccine doses yeah. into to the state and uh, you know I th- and I think we've done a really good job of taking care of a lot of sick people
0: yeah yeah great so um and taking care of sick people is what <laughs> a lot of what UAMS does so I'm yeah. going to ask you the same questions about UAMS where has where has the health centers approach excelled and where have you experienced some challenges in all of this?
1: Uh, the challenges are um, with the capacity to take care of the additional patients yeah. that, that we have. We've opened up additional units within the hospital to, um, you know, to increase the number of beds that are available, the number of ICU beds that are available for COVID-19 patients. Um, you know our, our, our limitation isn't really beds its people to staff Staffing, those beds yeah. and and you know we we've seen uh significant shortages of nurses uh across the state that have have made it difficult at times to to take care of patients um but you know in spite of those challenges we've done a lot of things very well yeah you know i think popping up Uh, drive-through testing, Mm -hmm. uh, which many people who are listening to this have probably availed availed themselves of at UAMS. It it has been a home run for the community. Um, uh, We've worked hard with our community partners, both here in central Arkansas and across the state, to make sure that people who are underserved from a healthcare perspective are getting the care and attention that they need. Um, uh, That means African-Americans, uh, Latinos, uh, the Marshallese in Northwest Arkansas. We've worked with all those communities mm-hmm. to make sure that we're reaching out. And, and then the rural communities where th- there may not be um, healthcare professionals right. um, uh, in your county. So our, our mobile units have gone out to, to do testing. We'll be doing mobile vaccine distribution. Uh, you know, I, I think all those yeah. are um, an example to people of why UAMS is important for the state. and. You know that's a comment that I've heard a number of times uh, since COVID nineteen uh, has hit the state. Um, oh, now I get why UAMS is important, <laughs> um, and, and and that's gratifying to hear.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so anything that's just absolutely floored you, just surprised you completely in all of this.
1: You know, I, I, the I would say the biggest surprise that I um, have seen in. Uh, the midst of COVID nineteen um, has been um, the fact that a healthcare problem has become politicized. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I grew up as as you mentioned. I, I did um, my medical training in Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, down at Grady Inner City Hospital yeah. in Atlanta.
0: Just, I'll stop you right there. Yeah. So, just a little story for you. Yeah. I I heard those helicopters coming into Grady mm-hmm. almost every night that I was in law school because I was in Atlanta too, so I know about the live music, but also know yeah. about Grady very well. One of the most respected institutions there uh, in Georgia and, and nationwide.
1: It's it's a you know a fabulous hospital. Takes care of everybody. You'll, you'll you'll see people who are sicker than anywhere else in in the country, and it was a great learning experience. Um, but that was also at the time that HIV was rearing right. its head yeah. and you know while um you know HIV as a disease progresses more slowly than COVID-19 does there are are a lot of similarities to the H- HIV epidemic and the COVID-19 mm-hmm. pandemic um many parallels but w- one thing is completely different um in in uh with these um Two viruses and and how they've impacted us, you know, th- there was a whiff of politicalization of of HIV, but you know, whether you were a Democrat or Republican didn't determine whether you wore condoms, right? And and here we have a situation in which uh, political forces are impacting our um, collective willingness to fight. Covid nineteen, and and that's been by far the biggest surprise. Yeah, I hope we can
0: move ahead. I, I hope we I hope advance. we
1: can move past that, and and let's listen to Dr. Fauci, the the people who are experts in this, and and let's understand that, um, you know, the the act of wearing a mask is an act of kindness and respect. It's it's not um an act of repression. Right,
0: right. So. What's the one nugget that you can take out of what we've learned in the last year and what changes would you suggest we make based on that new knowledge?
1: Yeah, we need to be better prepared. You know, we need to be better prepared. And it's not just knowing how to take care of sick people, it's knowing how to get the resources in place, it's knowing how to educate. Uh, you know, we, we need to make sure that we don't revisit um, the w- massive waves of misinformation that have occurred in, in the course of COVID nineteen, so
0: that would be number one, and, two, yeah, and three. Certainly sufficient funding to do those things. You bet. Yeah, yeah. So UAMS has had a pretty robust uptake of COVID nineteen vaccines uh, among its employees, but other healthcare providers have had a pretty pitiful, frankly, uptake. Do you think that in time vaccination will become a condition of employment for at least some employers?
1: I, I imagine it will. You know, we, we don't know an, enough about the vaccines to, to um, say that um, this is a condition of employment right now. Um, but, you know, obviously, you know, you're, you're not going to be working with patients who have respiratory illnesses if, if you haven't been vaccinated before right. COVID-19. Um, you know, I, I'm really proud of the fact that our employees have been uh, so aggressive in wanting to get the vaccine. And I would say that, you know, we did a couple of things that helped to facilitate this. Before the vaccine became available, we did a survey of our employees Mm -hmm. uh, and we asked them, are you willing to take a vaccine if one becomes available? And if you're not, why? Mm. And, you know, many of the um, respondents said for safety reasons. So, before the vaccine was even available, we did two things. One is we put together an internal communication plan where we shared knowledge about the safety of the vaccines uh, and, and provided other information about the vaccine. Uh, we also created a, a vaccine dashboard for UAMS so that we recorded how many people had taken the vaccine mm-hmm. it, it, by department, by service line, so that you know, the, the management knew whether they had issues within their group, we could say, well, you know, here's a group of individuals with, you know, reluctance to take the vaccine. Let's go work with them, yeah. understand why. And, you know, and I think being proactive and prepared uh, allowed us to get to that 80 plus percent penetrance of, of vaccine acceptance pretty rapidly.
0: That's great. You got to always got to go back to the day. The oh, day. yeah. <laughs> so as we move out of the pandemic, which we're still continuing in, what are going to be the top three health-related challenges that absolutely have to be addressed in Arkansas?
1: Well, you know, so much of that is the social determinants of, of health care. You know, as, you know, we begin to put COVID-19 in our rearview mirror, um, you know, we, we still have challenges with obesity, uh, with uh, avoidable risk factors, and we uh, Frankly, we've not made much progress on, on that here in, in the state of Arkansas. So, you know, that that's clearly going to have to be number one. Number two is access to health care. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, we, we have great access to, to health care here in central Arkansas. Little known fact, there are more cardiologists per capita in Little Rock than there are in Manhattan. Oh, wow. Um, so... You know, so there are you know, there are parts of the state that, that have great health care and great access to health care, but there are parts of the state where, you know, people are over an hour just from yeah. the nearest pharmacy. Yeah. Uh, and um, and and you know, that is you know, a, a barrier to, to good care and, and it's something that we need to use digital technology and other means to um, move our, ourselves around. Um, and then I'd say number three is increasing the number of healthcare providers. Mm. Uh, And uh, COVID-19 has shined a light on uh, the fact that we need more nurses Nurses here in the state for sure. Um, But, you know, uh, across the board, we need more dentists. Mm -hmm. um, We need more primary care providers. And and we're working on uh, plans at UAMS, including the new nursing program that was approved by our board of trustees uh, last week Mm. uh, that will uh, allow us to increase our ability to educate
0: and populate the state
1: with high quality healthcare providers. Good,
0: good. So, um, I want to move to UAMS strategy a little bit. Yeah. Because I've I've read through the Vision 2029 document, and I want to know which parts of that vision uh, are you most excited about.
1: I'm. Uh, what I'm most excited about is the fact that our strategic plan, Vision 2029 all comes together, yeah. that is highly integrated. Uh, it touches on all aspects of our mission, education, research, clinical care. It touches on all aspects of the state. Um, and thinking about parts of the state that have needs in Northwest Arkansas, there's needs for, for more specialists. There's a lot of specialty care that leaves mm-hmm. Northwest Arkansas, a billion dollars a year yeah. of healthcare that, that leaves Northwest Arkansas. But then you go to the Delta and and, and you know, there's... Healthcare needs, but they're very different. We need more primary care providers. Mm -hmm. We need more um, uh, uh, highly trained nurses, uh, physicians assistants, uh, pharmacists working in in that part of the state. Um, And what excites me the most is that all these things fit together very seamlessly into a plan that we are passionate about. And you know, I've been around the block. This is probably my fourth or fifth strategic. Plan that I've been involved in, and most of them are a lot of work um, that then just sits up on a shelf. Yeah. and and we've not let that happen. Good, good.
0: So, um, so I recently penned an op-ed in which I thanked our healthcare workers. Uh, saying well, we, we appreciate that too. <laughs> what I said was, America's healthcare system has its problems, but the courage and compassion of its workers is not one of them. I went on to say that gratitude is not enough, which I I don't think it is. We have to commit to healthcare workforce policies that acknowledge the humanity of clinicians, make them safer, protect them from burnout, and ensure that their successors in the pipeline keep us as inspired as they did in 2020. So my question is, do you share my concerns about burnout and future recruitment into the pipeline, given what we've seen with the pandemic? Because I'll tell you. If I were a nurse in the pipeline, I would be frightened. But that might be my mentality versus them.
1: You know, I, I, I think regardless of what you focus on, whether you're thinking about kids in school, whether you're thinking about healthcare, whether you're thinking about jobs, um, COVID nineteen is going to leave uh, fingerprints on all yeah. of society going forward. Uh, and healthcare is going to be no different. Um, and to to a certain extent, it's up to us to choose whether that um, imprint that COVID-19 leaves behind is, is a, a beneficial one or one that adversely impacts the, the trajectory of healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, there has never been a time uh, in... You know, in my lifetime, when the healthcare system has been so distressed, yeah. uh, the burnout is a serious issue. Maintaining resiliency of our workforce is critical, uh, but at the same time, it has brought out the best uh, of our team at UAMS, and I would say the best of healthcare in the United States as as a whole. Who would have thought in nine months? that you know two new vaccines greater than 90% effective could be could be brought to the market that was impossible to even think of so you know i think that that's where we need to shine our light i hope that this uh, pandemic doesn't scare many people away from healthcare i hope instead that it shows people that you know this is a profession where you can do meaningful work uh, and i think it says something that when you poll americans about the most highly respected and the most highly uh trustworthy uh, professions uh, nursing mm-hmm. and physicians are one and two yeah and not politicians
0: <laughs> so I would go back to the healthcare workers and, and and link in your your music aspect so if healthcare workers had an anthem during the pandemic what would it be oh that's easy uh we are family by sister sleuth oh yeah great great dude great dude yep. <laughs> all right so you've had a distinguished career and um i want to just i just want to know what in your career are you most proud of
1: you know i I've, I've got a cv with a lot of things on it uh a lot to to be proud of worked with great people um but the thing that i'm most proud of on my cv is the list of uh people that I have trained who've gotten awards mm-hmm. uh, while they were under my training, uh, and it's about 50 or so awards that wow. have been give, given to, to my trainees. Uh, the people that I've trained um, are far and away uh, the most impactful part of what I've been able to accomplish. You know, As a cardiologist, I'm, I'm glad that I've been able to have a career where I've gotten to snatch life from the jaws of death um, but uh, the people that I train are going to be around to, to do that for many years beyond uh, what I will be capable of doing.
0: Great, great. Well, I appreciate your time today, and thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you so much, and thanks for
0: everything you guys do at Akai. All right, great. Thank you for listening to Wonks at Work. You can listen to our biweekly podcast on our website, achi.net. A special thanks to the Bobby L. Roberts Library of Arkansas History and Art, which is a part of the Central Arkansas Library System, for allowing us to use their studio to record. If you have any topics you would like for us to consider, please email us at achi.achi.net. At As a reminder, the views, information, and opinions expressed by our podcast guests are solely those of the guests and do not necessarily represent those of the Arkansas Center for Health Improvement. The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. The podcast does not constitute medical, legal, or other professional advice or services. We hope you've enjoyed our latest episode, and again, thanks for listening.